0: humans i'm kirsten are you yeah hello goblins
1: ghosts and ghouls
0: (laughs) oh yeah it's spooky month (laughs) i'm so upset why because that was just treacherous (laughs) um that was joshua
1: (sighs) i feel like it's fairly obvious that it's me
2: and this is cooper Say hi, Cooper. Growl, Cooper. He was. So anyway, this is Cooper. I'm Kyla.
1: This is the weird and suspicious.
2: <laughs> That's weird. That's
1: suspicious.
2: <laughs> I'm really sorry, but this growling is going to be constant, and I'm not locking Cooper out of the room because
1: he'll just I- bark on the outside of it.
2: Yeah. So, I mean I introduced him so people could know who's growling in the background. It's not just Josh having a bad day. Yeah. Um so random stupid shit. I got coasters. Kirsten you saw them. Um so I ordered coasters on Amazon and first of all, like the in the photos advertises like a four pack. But it was in fact a two-pack, and one of them is not flat. Well, like
0: it's, it's a rock. You can't expect them to get they it. They
2: cut them and make a hundred percent
0: flat every time.
2: It's a coaster. That's the whole point: is for it to be flat.
1: No, the point is to put space between the table and the drink uh,
2: Joshua, I to, prevent to, the I to prevent the to condensation.
1: To prevent the condensation from affecting water, the table, water rings. it Swap, doesn't mean that it has to be perfectly flat. Can
2: you, Can you put a cup on it? Can you put a cup on it?
1: Can you put a cup on it, Kyla?
2: He's thinking about it right now.
1: Can you put a cup on it? If you put a cup on it, will it spill? Can you? I don't fucking know. You're the one that's making weird fucking questions about how a coaster works.
2: Coasters are supposed to be fucking flat and I really don't appreciate you guys gaslighting me and I fucking hate you both. This is called Blood Flows Through the Streets of Our Town and it's the best thing that's ever happened to us. My parents own this beautiful little cafe in Marville, a town that might be the blueprint for autumn coziness. Our small alleys with old cobblestone that you can feel through your shoes have all sorts of tiny shops left and right. The narrow buildings almost transport you into a medieval town. It's especially nice when you walk down in the evening hours when the sun has already set, but the shops are still open. Warm lights invite you and the smell of fresh cakes escapes from the bakeries. I couldn't remember that the red water was blood until this morning. And you can spend hours disappearing inside the different bookstores. So, like, I don't know why that random sentence was in the middle of that.
0: They want everyone to know.
1: They want everyone to know. You know, the town's so good, I forgot there was a river of blood in the center.
2: Yeah. Can I still still scroll down? Oh, okay.
1: I don't know, can you?
2: I... I'm oh, blind, sorry. and I zoomed in. Things are going well for us and the people that visit, at least when you ignore the recent happenings. The latest one came today and is unexplainable to most of us. You know how old towns often still have some some of the old structures in place? One left over in Marville is the sides of the road that are slightly deeper than the rest of the street and used to flow rainwater or, in the past, other substances towards the drains. This morning, through the entire town... Those little water streets were filled with flowing red water, very similar to blood. Maybe it's paint, a prank with Halloween coming up, but in our town, that's the least likely explanation. Most things are good, though. My favorite place in all of Marville is our coffee shop. My parents built it on their own, carefully choosing every single unique chair, table, and comfortable sofa. They've created playlists with music that sound just faint enough to make you feel at home, and our coffee is the absolute best. Though to be fair, I might be slightly biased, as I'm currently in the process of taking over the business. Standing in the warm cafe, I force myself to forget about the blood flowing through our town. Honestly, that cafe sounded really nice. Yeah.
0: You're not biased person, you're correct.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you're right, whatever your name is. A woman in her 40s with ash blonde hair and dark blue veins on her skin walked inside. She was wearing a long coat and boots, dressed appropriately for the gray day. Hello. She was new. A bunch of new people moved to our town. It was good because a lot of our old residents moved away or passed away after a parasite infection that plagued our town. Sounds like fun. A parasite infection? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, my favorite. You know how kinds
1: you sometimes just get parasites from drinking water and you just hope for the best
2: sometimes i just like i can't tell which parasite i'm supposed to inject and which which, which one i'm not so it's like you know what i mean yeah, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit so i know this makes our town sound even older it's dealt with now though and i'm glad my parents decided to stay I even skipped going to college to help them rebuild their cafe. Might have been a questionable decision.
0: Yeah.
1: Who needs college?
0: Uh, Apparently not us. (laughs)
2: Nope. I mean, Josh, but me and Kyla.
1: I haven't finished.
2: Everyone except me. Hi there. What can I get you? I asked. The woman pointed to the special board advertising the Gingerman Latte. That particular drink had grown immensely in popularity. The same woman had been there four times this week alone. To go, please. I need to drink it at home. I have a lot of work waiting for me there.
1: They I didn't even what- say anything. They just pointed at the sign and said to go, please.
2: That's literally what I just said.
1: Yeah, it's not, do people actually do that?
2: Yeah, absolutely not. Just hope for the best. If someone did that when I was working, I would be kind of rude about it. I'm not gonna lie.
0: If they have a little sign that's like our new drink, blah 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 blah, and they point at it and say to go, then that makes sense.
1: See, no, because it still should be like, oh, can I get one of these? Can I do whatever? Like maybe not say the name of the drink, but just point at sign to go, please.
0: Mm, That wouldn't picks up sign, sign, walks out the building. I'd give him the sign and be like, put it in a bag. You'd have... You yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably just, like, bring in... Because, like, the sign's probably big. So I'd probably just, like, bring in, like, an axe or something to, like, break the sign in half so I could fold it before I brought it to the register and just be like, hey. Like, cut it to down go. real quick and bring it up and be like, can I get this? And, like, unfold the the broken sign. You know? So they can see... Okay.
0: I'm shaking anyway. my head, sorry. I forgot you can't see me.
2: <clears throat> yep, I can't see shit. But I love it. I know what she meant by work, but I ignored it. We always ignore that. What did she mean by work? She's she, like... I I, she just said... I, I have work, work wink, waiting wink. for me there.
0: And then she's like, we all know what that means.
2: Like, Like, she doesn't actually have work. Like, we actually know what that means? Yeah, I don't know, honestly. Like, we don't actually know what you mean? Yeah. Wait, I no. Didn't. We <laughs> always ignore that. Like, um, I don't know what we're ignoring. We always ignore our customers. They're fucking idiots. <laughs> so, I smiled lightly and started preparing the espresso and the milk foam. But the most important ingredient, of course, is the spice mix.
1: Is love. Wow.
2: Yeah, they fucked that up. I hate you so much.
1: Oh, sorry. Anyway. Um,
2: what? <laughs> While we prepare almost everything ourselves here, the mix we get shipped from a place and not too far from here. Our new neighbor, Mr. Eli, hooked my parents up with it, apparently. He used to work over there. Don't know where over there there you go I put the to-go cup on the counter and the lady smiled I've been practicing with phone images and recently learned how to do a little tree that's pretty cool she sniffed the coffee and her smile grew all over her face it wasn't just on where her mouth is supposed to be. no there's it's a smile rolling. it
1: kept going it's I, I hated that Kirsten <laughs> I hated that. Oh, no.
2: Eventually, her smile had overtaken her entire face. Yeah, I moved over just to look, and I didn't like that either.
1: I Whatever she was doing earlier was very concerning. She doesn't have teeth right <laughs> now, and that's okay. Okay. It was, I worried, um, yeah.
2: <laughs> so it says... She sniffed the coffee and her smile grew all over her face. Then she mumbled something, which almost sounded as if she said, smells just like death. Oh. She left a generous tip with some odd stains on the paper and left. Uh. The last person coming in that day was Nor, Mr. Eli's oldest daughter. Hey, Logan, one, please. It was always the same order. For your dad, right? She nodded. Good. Her eyes wandered around the room. You know I'm closing in half an hour anyway. I can take the coffee to your dad if you like. I knew that Nora only came to get her dad's coffee and then she'd spend the rest of the afternoon somewhere else. She shook her head. Thanks, but he wants it now. She smiled, but it felt forced. I put the cup on the counter and she circled her hand around it. You know, my dad said the coffee is so good. I should try it sometime. I swallowed. You've had coffee here before, I answered. And she was like, "But not this one."
0: And then she sniffs it and goes, "Smells like death." And then chugs <laughs> it all. And then's like, "Can I get another one for my dad, please?" Absolutely and then she not. sniffs that one and says it smells like death and then leaves.
2: And then she's like, I'm not giving you shit, little bitch. Nora wasn't like most people that moved here. Maybe because she was still young, only a year older than me. You know, I almost tried it once. I was just curious, like, why everyone liked it so much. My mom basically slapped it out of my hand. Some things are just better if they're hypothetical, right? I asked. She nodded. See you, Logan. Bye, Logan.
1: Bye, Logan.
2: I thought it was a girl telling this story.
1: It could be. To be a girl name.
2: When I walked back home, I saw someone in my neighbor's window.
1: Was it your when neighbor?
2: I... <laughs> Literally, though. When I okay, you're gonna love this. When I squinched my eyes, squinched, I realized it was our mailman. Why not squinted? Squinched.
1: Squinched. Because he did it with his fingers. I'm assuming.
2: When I squinched my eyes. <laughs> He was really nice, always smiling and chit chatting. When he brought the mail, he was quite new as well. When well he why was he in the he neighbor's prayed, house? Don't fucking worry about it. He dude. was
1: in the window.
2: Did, sh- did yeah, he was in the window, inside of it, like in between the panes. The Just
1: chilling there.
2: Yeah, I like I do that all the time. I don't know why you're being weird about it. So. He was smiling, though it looked different now, almost as if he was scared of something. I watched for a moment, but he never stopped waving, so eventually I decided to walk a bit closer. As I got to the window, there was a loud thump. The face of the mailman had crashed into the glass. Figuring he just had a stroke or something similar, I ran to the front door, which conveniently unlocked. Which was conveniently unlocked?
1: No. This, which it, con- it, it, No. Unlocked for him.
2: It literally says which conveniently unlocked. Huh. Stop. Did you hear the tiny little woof at the end? Anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I found him in the living room. His body was moving but he didn't react to anything I said. At the back of his head was a wound as if someone had hit him blood was slowly pouring out I stepped back I knew I needed to get out but my body felt frozen then I saw how he slowly turned around his face was in shambles bits hanging off like play-doh with pieces of glass stuck in it fuck I whispered seemingly out of nowhere Mr. Eli showed up with a big knife that he rammed into the torso of the mailman well yeah dude
1: was breaking into his house
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. If he really was. Logan, hello. Delicious coffee you made today. Really marvelous. My entire body started shaking. You all right, boy? He asked. Is this the first time you've seen this happening? I'm I'm not sure, I muttered. I think so. Sometimes I forget. I sat down on the sofa, thoughts racing through my mind. Young man, real people usually stop smiling when they're almost dead and their face is falling apart. I took a deep breath. Right. He wasn't real, I mumbled. Mr. Eli sat down next to me. I know I should have been afraid of him. I mean, in some ways I was, but I knew that he'd never touch me. Oh, he was real, just not a regular human. Fuck, I liked him. Mr. Eli shrugged. He probably would have murdered you and your entire family in your sleep if you felt like it. And I'd have to find a new barista. My heart was still racing. Deep down, I knew that Mr. Eli and the other new visitors wouldn't hurt any of us. They only kill those parasites, like the mailman. The ones that come to visit our town, copy our mannerisms and looks. They were a real plague and almost rotted us out until our new visitors came along. I don't know what it is about that drink. Nora once said it had something to do with cinnamon. But whenever they take a sip, they get into a murderous lust. And we have an agreement that they don't touch any of us. An agreement they are keeping so far. And they fit in here. Whenever they're not murdering, they love shopping and enjoying everything we have to offer. Where they came from, they didn't have those opportunities. Nora said they weren't even allowed to leave the town until now. A select few of them have settled with us. And if they can't so- murder the people of the town, then <clears throat> who are they murdering?
1: The visitors. Mm.
2: Mm. The visitors. And doesn't this sound literally like almost exactly like American Horror Story? Uh,
1: they literally took this I from American Horror Story. Saw-
2: What one? The it's one of the last ones, but they have the black pill and they turn into vampires or whatever. Not vampires or like zombies or whatever. They turn into vampires.
0: It's you have to drink blood and you become really smart and reach your full potential, but if you're not a successful person then you turn into like a like a a bad vampire that's stupid and evil and not smart
2: yeah
1: stupid and not smart and this is saying
2: if you take a drink you murder people but if you don't then you don't but they have the rule that you can only murder the new people in town which is the same shit as american horror story ever since marvel is doing incredibly well i was happy we all were (laughs) I try to remind myself of that as I help Mr. Eli carry the dead body to the marketplace. That's where they thats where they stack them up after each day. The marketplace is high up and when it rains, the blood flows through the entire town. But as I said, we've seen worse in the past. Mr. Eli hummed happily as he threw the mailman on top of other people who weren't real humans. I'm not sure when I get used to a life like this but I must love living here if I stay, despite these images. Although sometimes a weird thought creeps into my mind and I wonder if we really did choose to stay voluntarily. Only this morning, I couldn't even remember that the red water was blood. And that's it. Dang. That's, we know they're like... No, not shit. And I honestly, like, that title is kind of shitty because what do you even mean?
0: So, uh, there is a flight, Flight 401, and it had 176 people on board and only 75 people survived. Um, I'm going to talk about the, obviously a plane crashed well i don't know if that was obvious but i'm gonna talk about the plane crash i'm gonna talk about the
1: (laughs) The plane went up and landed perfectly fine a bunch of people died
0: um okay so the plane crashed there was 75 survivors and it was a brand new plane it was going from new york to florida um miami and i think it was at the new york city but i didn't double check that um and it crashed in the Everglades on December 29th, 1972. It was a $20 million plane, one of the most luxurious high-tech planes at the time, it was two movies based off this event in the, like, 70s, I don't think anything, like, recently. It had 13 crew members, which I think means, like, the flight attendants, and mm-hmm. then it had, like, four Of the flight crew, which is, like, the captains and the engineers and stuff that that sit in, like, the cab, I think. So, they had the main pilot, Robert Bob Albert Loft, I think was his name.
1: Robert Bob Albert?
0: Yeah, (laughs) I put Albert, but I'm pretty sure I meant Albert. I'm pretty sure I just had a typo. He was 53 at the time, and he had... 297,000 hours of flight time. So he was a very well-experienced uh, pilot. And then his co-pilot was Captain Albert John Bert Stockstill. And he had, or he was 39, and he only had 5,800 hours of flight time, but he was just a co-pilot, but still like, 5,000 hours is still a lot of
1: time. I feel like two hundred thousand hours is a lot. Well
0: okay. yeah, he definitely was like a fucking seasoned pilot for sure. Um, but he, the this co-pilot, he was a former U.S. Air Force pilot too, so like he had good qualifications. The flight engineer was Don Repo, and he had a hundred thousand fifty or hundred fifty-seven thousand flying hours. Um, I'll post the length of the names and everyone that was on the plane that survived and died. And there's a link that has all the names, but I'm not going to name everyone because we would be here forever. And there also, I listened to a podcast and there was a bunch of plane talk that I didn't really understand because like planes use big words and like weird, I can't think of the weird terms that I'm not going to say. A weird
1: vocabulary.
0: Yeah. Because if I don't understand it, me repeating it, I feel like doesn't do anything. And I also feel like most people won't un- understand it unless they're, like, plane people.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, But it was a Lockhead L-1011-1 TriStar plane. That's the kind of plane it was. It was one of those that had three rows, so it was a really big one. It had eight feet ceilings, which is really fucking high. Um, I have a chandelier. And a bar in the back, and a whole what? kitchen underneath. That's
1: why, cute. Whose idea would it be to put a chandelier on a plane?
0: Yeah, nice planes like do idea. have them. I do think that is a thing. Like that sounds like a really but bad
1: idea. Why? It just feels like an unnecessary risk.
0: Just yeah. to like let people know and be like, if you have money, you can fly on this fancy plane. I don't know. Um, this is also like the seventies. This is like before.
1: True. True. People smoked on planes back then. Yeah, there was no mind.
0: um there was no like going through customs or security checks really.
1: It was just straight like, ah, this is a car that can fly, we'll just throw some decorations in.
0: Yep. As it was approaching the uh, airport in Miami, Stock still, lowered the landing gear, but the green light, so there's a green light that's like, hey, everything's ready, let's go, we can land. But that didn't go off. And then, so he, like, did the cycle again, and after the crash, I don't understand this, after the crash, they're like, oh, the light was out. But I'm like, what if the light just, like, went out on the way down? I mean, the light didn't come on either way, so it probably was out, but... I don't know how you could tell that. It was for sure out before they crashed. Other than the fact that it just didn't come on. Right?
1: Again. Yeah. Well,
0: it's Unless...
1: Annoying. Well, like, the filament might be burnt out over being, like, broken, broken.
0: But, like... In a crash, I feel like that could just happen. Right. That is fair. <laughs> um. Anyways... Um, so Loft had told the air control, like, hey, and you can hear the last, like, uh, radio calls between the air traffic control and these pilots. And they're like, hey, we can't land. Can we maintain a holding pattern? And they're like, yeah, go ahead. Do it up. Um, but they could manually lower the gear to land. But they didn't, I don't know why they didn't want to do that. Um, and so they're like, yeah, hang a- uh, around the Everglades at like 2,000 feet. And at 1141, they reached that height. And the captain was like, hey, I think we're going to turn around now. And the air traffic people were like, okay, turn left. And then, so Rebo went under the deck, I think this is an engineer, to look. They had like a little window to be like, to, to look and see and make sure that the stuff is down and it was down, and but apparently he was unable to see it. I feel like there's a lot of things going wrong here. Um, and one report said that the light was definitely not working for some reason, and that it was down the first time that they had, like, did the cycle. What? And so what when you were like when you flick the thing or whatever you gotta do for the landing stuff to go down, a green light comes on and it's like, yep, it's on. Everything's down, you're ready to land.
2: Okay, okay. So
0: the flight members continued to investigate as they reached two thousand feet and they were um, assigned the one captain loft assigned still stock to put the plane on autopilot. And fifty seconds later after reaching altitude, it went into autopilot and it was flying at level for one minute and 20 seconds and then came down 100 feet and then was there for two minutes and then it came down slowly, but so slowly that none of the crew noticed. And over one minute and 10 seconds, it dropped 250 feet. At this time, the altitude warning went off. And then 50 seconds after the alarm, the plane was at a 1,000 feet. And the crew didn't hear the alarm. And I don't know why, but the captains didn't hear it either. I know the two guys were in under, like, the thing, trying to figure out if the thing was down. I don't know why the two still up there didn't hear it. Maybe it wasn't loud enough. I don't know. And then... So Stockhill noticed they're like, he's like, oh shit, we are really fucking low. And so he turned around to like tell the one dude, like, hey, we're at really low altitude, but then they crashed.
1: Turned around, hey, we might be a little bit. Are you going to
0: finish that sentence, Josh?
1: No, he died.
0: Oh. Alright, they were going at 227 miles per hour. And 18.5 miles from the landing strip is where they landed. And it was mid-turn when they were going left. Um, And the tail cone, which is the end, was the most intact part. So that's where, like, most of the survivors were. And one of the rafts for, like, when you land in water was still intact. And this plane, before it crashed, only had 986 hours of flight time. Uh, 103 people died, unfortunately. And then there was a guy hunting frogs or rat- like near the area, and he was like, "Wow, that was weird." And he had one of those airboats, and he took it there, and he himself, before any of like the emergency people came, saved people until they got there. And like, his name was Bud Markey. I think because of, like, how bad it all was, the friend that he was out frogging with, him and that friend never talked or ever, like, went f- frog hunting or anything ever again. Like, never hung out, never talked to each other after that. Uh, there eight flight attendants survived, and they also started helping people right away. Um, so how it crashed is somehow the autopilot got switched so there's two different kinds of autopilots, which I didn't know this, but I guess it's nice to know. There is altitude control and then there's control wheel wheel steering mode. Or altitude hold and control wheel steering mode. I don't know why that was really hard for me to say. Um when the pilot went to turn around and like say something to the one of the guys that he accidentally switched it to the other one and no one noticed and they were too distracted to like trying to figure out if the landing gear was down to notice the alarm I guess and that they were like going really low because it was also in the middle of the night and it was swampy and they were 18 miles away from the landing strip so there was no lights or anything and it was in the 70s so like how we see landing strips I'm sure is different than like how they do them
1: yeah, definitely.
0: Um, But apparently... Okay. But after this... After this tragic flight where, like, over 100 people died, they took the equipment and salvaged it and recycled it into other planes. And, like, I understand Gotta why they to get their would,
1: money back.
0: Exactly. I understand why they would, like, think that is a good idea, but to me, even if it's not for ghosts, just for, like, out of respect... I just feel like that's kind of wrong.
1: Yeah. It's even, but then like, how big does something have to be before it's not okay to reuse it after somebody dies there? Or how many people have to die?
0: I think it's how many people, because if it's like a car, I feel like, and like one or two people died, I feel like you could reuse some stuff, because like a lot of those cars get taken to junkyards anyways, and get scrapped out or parted Mm -hmm. out, depending on how bad it was. But like when over a hundred people die, and some of them are like little tiny children.
1: Probably not a good idea to remake a an airplane with it. Yeah, and a, just a
0: plane that crashed in general. Like maybe don't, because like one one of the things that they were used was the control board.
2: Hmm.
1: It'll probably be fine.
0: Yeah. So, um. The rumors were going around and they're like, yeah, they recycled the thing. And the airline was like, no, we don't do that. We would never do that. You, That's absolutely not. All of the parts from that plane are stored away. We would never do anything like that. And they denied it, denied it, denied it. But then one pilot took a picture and like had like the serial number that matched the fucking plane that crashed. And he was like, but you did. And they're like, no, we didn't. And they're like, but you did. Here's the picture of it. And that was in, like, the 80s or 90s, so it's not like something you could really Photoshop like you can nowadays. Yeah. Um, but, so, the most of, they think, that where the um, control panel and they think some other parts got recycled to was Aircraft 318. And this aircraft has had a lot of ghost sightings. One of Flight attendant seen Loft just like randomly and hanging out on the plane and the cockpit, the crew, uh, seen Repo sitting among them and he warned them of a faulty electrical circuit and which was found and then repaired. And Loft is seen a lot and, um, a lot of the sightings are just like people hanging out on the plane, chilling. Sitting next to them. So, I yeah. don't know if Kyle's hey, talking, but going? we can't hear you.
1: Oh, she's definitely trying to. She fucked up her mic.
0: They see full-body operations. people just hanging out on the plane. A lot of the pilots are like, we don't see ghosts. Like, because I don't think it's the same pilot on ev- every time on the plane, right? I don't yeah, understand.
1: Yeah, no. Some they switch out crew a lot it's not like one pilot sticks with one plane
0: okay so like some pilots are like i've never seen a ghost but also if they're just like looking like whole ass people walking on the plane and then like when you're sitting next to someone you just disappear how does the pilot know that the person that walked on the plane isn't a ghost when you don't see them not be there anymore
1: especially yeah if, when you see like a revolving door of people every day
0: yeah like, like how do you, you know you'll... who's a ghost and who's real <laughs>
1: exactly You're not like, gonna you'll know almost never see the same person more than once like
0: in their lifetime yeah. yeah yeah and like sometimes I don't even sometimes the captains are there when I get on the plane but not every time some say hi some don't
1: yeah and like, um, what if there's just another ghost passenger in line getting into a seat? Do you think that they they book their tickets beforehand?
2: No, I mean, they probably I think... do it pretty well in advance. They have plenty of time.
1: <laughs> you got nothing better to do.
0: Yeah, I was kind of was just thinking that like they get there and wait and see if it's full, and then if it is, they're like, "Well, I'm not going to sit on someone's lap." So then they just like wait. See, what until if they do sit on
1: people's laps? But you just don't notice them because they're a ghost.
0: But why not? Why don't they just stand then? Because they need a break, man. If you're dead, well, like, I don't think your feet are going to hurt.
1: They're just chilling.
0: Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, a lot of the times people are helpful or just like hanging out. Like I said, one lady said she's seen a guy next to her and he didn't look good, and she was like, "Hey, man, are you okay?" And he wasn't responsive, so she called over a flight attendant. And then, as soon as she got there, in front of everyone's eyes, he just vanished. Just, whew. so it was probably one of the one of the dead passengers,
1: one of the ghosts. So that's why he didn't look too good. He was already dead.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, she. They looked at pictures from the 401 flight, and she was like, oh, it's this dude, and it was uh, Donna Repo, the engineer. Um, he is also seen a lot. Sometimes being seen and people looking into where he was, oh, sometimes we will see him, and then other people are like, oh, this is where he was. And in the area, there's a problem, and it's fixed before anything bad happens. Okay that makes more sense imagine
1: Uh, you die you still have to do your job
0: yeah yeah yeah. yeah. damn he's like the fucking electrical circuits fucked up saving all of your lives jesus christ well but apparently he's been seen in front of the engineer telling him not to worry about pre-flight because he already did it but um I hope that they still did it. You can't really trust a ghost. Um, a pilot also seen him and told him that they will never be a crash and that he would not let it happen again. Um, so I think that's why he like inspects the plane because he was like, damn, maybe we fucked up somewhere. And now I got to spend my afterlife trying to save everyone else's
2: life. It's like, um, what's that show where, like, the girl, Jennifer Love Hewitt, has to help the souls pass? They have, like, the unfinished Ghost Whisperer. Yeah. Kind so, like, they can't like, pass. Step.
1: It's because she's in the laundry room or wherever she is. So
2: they can't pass? That's a little better. Oh, my God.
0: It sounds like you're in, like, an empty box. She's in a different in room. the living room. Wow. You guys need some some, uh, some shit on the wall or something to soak up all that sound. Yeah, <laughs>
2: no, probably not possible.
0: One flight attendant seeing him in the oven and I don't know why he was in the oven, but she would, like, went and got another flight attendant and then she seen him and then oh, I wrote it down. And then they went and got the flight engineer and he also seen him in the oven but he told him to watch out for fire on the plane that flight landed fine, but later in Mexico City, one of the engines caught fire, and um, yeah, so there was a fire.
1: But after it landed,
0: yes, well, and then they had to fly it to the maintenance center, um, which they got it there. But when they on the way there, another part of the plane caught fire.
1: <laughs> Why? would the plane be on fire and they're like yeah mm-hmm." i'm going to now fly this plane again to somewhere else
0: i don't think it was very far
1: like was it taxiing or did it have to go into the sky
0: i think it had to go into the sky but not very high i think it only went like a couple hundred feet
2: I just feel like if there's a fire in... I just feel like if there's a fire in anything, you're not going to, you know, use it right away after that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, my car caught on fire, but I'm going to go drive it down to the mechanics real quick.
0: I made it there fine, though.
1: But it caught on fire again. Yeah. I don't
0: know. Um, They also... The company threatened employees... If they talked about any of the stories or anything, that they would be fired. If they said anything about ghosts, they would be fired. Um, I don't, also don't think they were supposed to talk about like how the parts from 401 were on the plane, or they would be fired. I wonder if that person that like was took the picture and was like, here's the fucking proof. I feel it's like right. it's here's illegal the proof.
2: to tell them they can't talk about it.
0: That's a, yeah, it's a whistle. Well, depends on what it is and stuff like that. You can because then it's like libel, um. But if it's something that's true, then it's like a whistleblower situation. But like you can't really prove the ghost thing because they tra- they were gonna sue the people on the movies for libel, but they decided not to go through with it because they thought that if they did, that would bring more attention to the ghost theory on the planes. But in 1990s, they um, scrapped out plane 318, and they did take at least the panel piece out, and they didn't recycle that. But that isn't to say that other parts didn't get recycled. Also, that doesn't say that there was other parts originally that got put on other planes that no one can prove because there's not numbers that match anything. Mm-hmm. Like, there was. And also, like, I don't know why they just kept lying about it. And then also, if you're, you're not just recycling them into one plane. I'm sure you're recycling them into multiple planes.
1: Like, just putting all the parts and being like, ah, next plane that needs a spare part.
0: Yeah. Well, it's just there's also, like, there. the theory that um, they need to be, like, have something that the ghosts are attached to... To like be there and hunt.
1: Yeah. And Haunt so scenario. they're Do you think that they can travel between plane to plane?
0: If, if multiple planes had parts, I would think so.
2: Yeah.
1: Just depending? Or do you think yeah. they're like attached to like one major thing?
2: I feel Maybe like the, pilots... stuck to the plane they were in.
1: But the plane, like the parts are all separated now. Yeah. Yeah,
2: but that's just the parts. You they didn't redo to, like, the plane. A thing you died with. You just attached to...
1: But they didn't redo the plane. The plane just fully got separated into parts. I
2: guess,
0: maybe. So half the plane just disintegrated. Well,
2: I don't know.
0: But yeah, that's my story. Ghost nice,
1: plane. nice. Are you plane. sticking to it? Plain ghost. Plain ghost.
0: A little ghosty ghosties on the planey planes.
1: Oh my god, a little ghosty ghost on the plane. Uh, two, 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 the following journal excerpt was discovered. Um, this is a journal that was discovered in the National Forest, and um, they're trying to find the author.
0: Dang, okay. Heck yeah.
1: Says. The following excerpt was discovered by a surveyor of the U.S. Forest Service. If you have any information that may help identify to locate the missing person in the case, please contact. Da, 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 da. March 17th, 2022. This is, uh, I don't know how you preface these. these. are. This is a no sleep story. So reality may or may not exist. So it's March 17th, 2022. I started hiking and backpacking with my father when I was around 12 years old. Mom passed away giving birth to me, so dad was the only parent I ever knew. He did his best to try and get me interested in things that typical little girls enjoy, but I never really took to them. During the day, he worked as a a store manager for an agricultural supply company, but on the nights and weekends, he worked on our small farm. He raised livestock to make additional income, as well as planted a few acres of corn and tobacco, While this took up a majority of his day, he was careful to include me to make um, for father and daughter time. Feeding cattle, mending fences, cutting tobacco, and running the tractors became our evening routines, and over the years, our little farm prospered and grew. Dad was able to hire some additional hands, which freed him up for most leisure activities. I can still remember our first hiking trip. Dad surprised me with a new hiking bag and a pair of boots. My eyes sparkled as he told me we'd be spending the entire weekend hiking and camping on a local trail. With how hard he worked, we had never really had time to take a trip like this. Um, Just a few scattered visits to family members in other states. This was an adventure. He made me wear the boots uh, while we worked on the farm that week to break them in. My mind raced with the possibilities. We had slept in a tent in the backyard dozens of times, but never in the woods thoughts of spotting wildlife setting up camp and the smell of eggs frying over an open fire filled every vacant moment of my day and that's exactly how it went it was magical we spent three days hiking beside a rushing stream sleeping under the stars and cooking delicious meals in a beaten up iron skillet at that age i even enjoyed the novelty of going to the bathroom in the woods over the years my tomboyish ways worse softened a bit but my love for the outdoors never faded Dad and I went hiking or camping at least once a month until he passed away three years ago. I still go as often as I can. It makes me feel close to him. Occasionally, I find myself talking to the memory of him as I sit around the embers of my evening fire. Last year, I started to develop an interest in ultralight backpacking. If you're not familiar, it's essentially long-distance hiking with the least amount of gear and weight possible. If you give me something to sleep in, something to sleep under and something to cook with, I can live from the woods for weeks at a time. I still carry dehydrated food and a water ration with me, but otherwise it's just the bare essentials. Three meals a day and enough water for two will... Three meals a day and enough water for two will get me started. The planning process always involves finding trails with available water sources, boiling and bottling um and boiling and bottling to keep down on the amount I have to carry. My foraging skills are improving, but they aren't up to self-sustaining levels yet. So my work as a freelance writer lets me stay out on the trails longer than a traditional job has been a blessing. So as long as I make it back to the old farmhouse five or six days a month, I can do enough work to keep the bills paid. However, otherwise, you'll find me in the forest. I've been on the trail for four days now. This time, I'm planning to stay out a bit longer than usual. Typically, I aim for five days, but 10 is my target for this trip. I live, I'm i on a trail in the Appalachian Mountain Range and heading towards a waterfall that some backpacking blogs have recommended. It should only take another day to reach, so I'll enjoy two days there before heading back. Time to set up camp for the evening. This is March 18th, the following day. So I still haven't found the waterfall. I followed the maps I printed off before heading out. The first few days, everything looked exactly as it was described, but this afternoon the directions didn't seem to match up. I was supposed to cross a wooden footbridge earlier this afternoon, but when I reached the stream, there was no bridge to be seen. I thought about trying to wade through it, but I can't tell how deep the water is, and the stream is wider than I had anticipated. Seems like a bad plan, being out here by myself. If I get swept or bogged down, I'm in deep shit. Cell service hasn't been much help. After a few attempts to look at my whereabouts on Google Maps, I've given up. There's a bar of service, but the loading wheel spins like a tire going down the hill and the map never loads. I wasted a lot of time by hiking back and forth on the side of the stream looking for the bridge. Maybe it just washed away. Some of those posts were from two or three years ago, and the trail itself doesn't seem to receive much maintenance either. I'll give it another day of looking, but I'll need to head back soon. Food will start running low, and there hasn't been much to forage or gather. So I'm bummed out, but shit happens. If I don't find the trail this time, I'll give it another try in a month or two. I'm feeling a little winded from all the searching today, and it's getting dark. Better set up camp. Better days ahead. So P.S. Setting up camp was quicker than usual tonight. I ended up stumbling into an abandoned camping spot. At first, I thought somebody was still there. After a close inspection, it's obvious someone left a lot of gear behind. Two dry rotting shirts are hanging from a tree branch. A sleeping bag filled with dead leaves and animal droppings still sits by the stone fire ring. The fire ring came in handy. I usually have to set one up myself, but somebody took care of that for me. There are enough dried logs piled up to keep me from having to gather my own, but I'm still a little irritated that somebody just dumped their gear and bailed. Stuff like that is getting more common these days. It's a great way to mess up natural habitats like the world isn't full of, of enough garbage.
0: If I out. seen that, I would immediately think that something bad happened. I would not think that they dumped their shit. 100%. It would
1: really sketch
0: me out. I'd be like, they're yeah. dead and I need to leave.
1: Even like seeing... Because I think I told you when I went to Canada there was like a bunch of stuff that somebody had left at one of the campsites.
0: Yeah, I don't like that. And it's like just that. like...
1: It, it's not a good. It's never a good sign. Because like it's seem. just
0: scary. people pay money for that. You wouldn't just dump it just to dump it.
1: No, and like maybe you forgot it, or maybe you're like, I really don't want to carry this with me. Whatever, whatever. But like for all of your stuff, or even for like
0: no, a lot left of your in stuff, a rush and they couldn't get it because they were being murdered or chased.
1: Exactly. It's March nineteenth. I didn't sleep well last night. It started to rain around 2am and I had only set up the sleeping hammock for the evening. The weather report before I set out showed clear skies and no precipitation, so I hadn't tied the tarp overhead. Dad wouldn't have been that lazy. I should have listened to him. There was a lot of noise in the woods as well. A few breaking tree branches and rustling leaves. The wind didn't seem that bad, but I guess it was enough to cause... Some of the old tree burrows to give way and rattle on the forest floor. Some of the noises sounded almost rhythmic, though. There was a handful of times that I thought I heard the distinct rustling of footsteps in the leaves and foliage, but my mind must have been playing tricks on me. I even pulled out my night vision trail cam and scanned the area surrounding my camp. Didn't see a damn thing, though, other than trees, of course. Most of the animals in this forest bed down during the rain. Anyway, not to say that something couldn't have snuck away from its den for a midnight snack, but it wasn't a good night to be out and about. I should know, it took me nearly half an hour to secure the tarp over my hammock before I could get back to my waterlogged sleeping bag. This is why you always set up your tarp. Because if you don't, and you get rained on, you're fucked for days.
0: Because all your shit gets wet.
1: All your shit gets wet. And And sleeping bags?
0: Yeah, and sleeping
1: bags are really hard to dry.
0: And then you get hypothermia because you're sleeping in a wet sleeping bag.
1: Exactly.
0: That's a lot of S's.
1: Sleeping in a wet sleeping bag. My damn sleeping bag is still soaked. Hopefully, it dries out before bed tonight. I'm not hopeful. On a high note, I found the bridge today. Looks like I decided to walk in the wrong direction. I walked about a mile past the point where I had originally run into the stream, and there it was, in all of its wobbly, splintered, filled glory. It wasn't much more than some crudely nailed planks supported by some logs settled in the stream bed, but it held up for me to cross. I still can't decide if I'm going to try to make it to the falls this trip or not. It's a long way to go, and I already lost a lot of time. If I don't hit the falls by my afternoon tomorrow, I'll turn back. Don't want to get stuck here without any food hoping for a dry night of sleep and that was march 19 and then the next entry is from march 22nd so what the hell is going on what
2: is what so three days days? later
1: three days later
0: i guess if he didn't have great signal
1: Two days ago, I turned on my phone to look through some pictures from the hike so far, and it's filled with photos I had never taken. I spent another day trying to hike towards the fall before I saw them. There were more than 40 pictures of me sleeping from various angles. Ew. I always sleep with the netting of my hammock zipped, but some of the pictures are of me with the zipper open. The dates on the pictures start on March 16th. Something has, someone has been following me almost the entire time.
2: So gross. I would kill so, myself.
1: A video on my phone from last night even shows someone taking the dehydrated food from my pack and dumping them on the ground. Brown work boots grind the food into the ground. You can hear them breathing like a damn marathon runner the entire time.
2: I wouldn't so, leave so a Obviously they're trying to kill you.
1: the last picture was the worst whoever took the picture was holding a hunting knife inches from my neck i'd been traveling for a day and a half with no sleep when i found the pictures i grabbed my pack and left behind my hammock and sleeping bag i know i should have grabbed it but i panicked and didn't want to to stick around there for another minute some nutcase in the woods is following me and i'm at least three days from making it back to my car parked on the trailhead that, that is if I don't left. stop to rest. Exactly. Yeah. I told myself at first I would just walk nonstop until I got back, but I'm already exhausted. I've got to get some rest. Maybe I've lost limb. To make matters worse, that shitty little wooden bridge was gone when I got back to the stream. I know it was the right place because of the log pillars in the stream were still poking out of the water. I'm going to have to swim or wait across. I hope I make it. What other option do I have? God help me. March 23rd, the next day. Crossing the stream didn't go well. I tried to toss my pack to the other side, but it landed two feet shy and slashed into the moving water. I couldn't afford to lose the last bit of food I had, so I dove in and swam after it. The effort was more energy than I should have expended, but my options are running out. It's getting dark and I'm still at least a day away from my car. All my clothes are wet and there is only enough food in my pack for one more meal. I'm going to make it tonight and try to get a bit of sleep. My phone is still out of service and I haven't been able to reach anyone for help. I'm afraid I'm going to die here. I'm scared and I just want to go home. So I think I saw a camera flash go off in the wood line. If anyone finds this, please tell. And then there's nothing else.
2: (gasps) Oh no. So, if this was a real person, how would that have been posted? Well, no, it was a No, it journal.
1: was a journal. It was a written thing. Oh,
2: yeah. okay.
0: I also, at first, even though you said journal, in my head, I was still, like, an internet journal. Um, yeah. Because I forget that, like, some people, real life...
1: Write, write down things on physical paper? Yeah, sometimes well, I, I do, but, like... I it
0: was, like, in their phone.
1: Yeah, no, this was, uh, physically was written but uh
2: hell no
1: what do you even do in that situation if you find it you run no well yeah if you find the journal you just fucking dip but i mean like if you were to be hiking and go through your phone and just find pictures of yourself
2: you try and find the closest people is what you do like i would never hike alone First of all. Yeah, you don't hike alone. Yeah,
1: that is that is a big thing. You you should not hike alone. Or if you do hike alone, have like a bunch of different stops on the way where people at least can see you once yeah. a day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, where there's other hikers. Yeah. Yeah. Um I would um immediately run away. Yeah. Definitely I guess that's really your only option.
1: Only option is to dip yeah and but then, then like, right, like... But
2: it's like are you gonna <laughs> run and like use all your energy running well, if yeah. not, you stay and you die yeah but you have to make it like a decent
0: distance
1: and well, how do you, you know that i don't actually them? mean
0: like physically run i just mean like leave the oh, situation yeah, like just try and get yeah. out yeah
1: yeah
0: full stop be. three days straight running full stop that's not what i meant but full speed non-stop Ugh. three days running
1: Ugh.
2: full send
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um no. well that's like i don't know just like what would you do if you woke up and looked on your phone at home and you found pictures of yourself
1: oh i would uh die and End you lived alone yeah. right there
2: i would yeah Honestly, I would have died right there. Like, I can't even imagine that.
0: Goodbye, human beings. Oh, I didn't do it in the beginning. Um, If you want to follow our Instagram, it's The Weird and Suspicious. You can email us at TheWeirdandSuspicious at gmail.com. We have a Facebook, but not a whole lot goes on there. Same with Twitter.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Twitter is The Weird and Sus, but I forget to upload things on there. Have a good night.
1: Have a good night. Have a good night.